0: I want to begin by asking you a question, what does God think of you? What is God's opinion of you? When God thinks of you, does he shake his head at the dumb mistakes that we do in life? When God thinks of you, is he embarrassed of all the wrong things that we do? Or does he rejoice in the person whom he wants to make us to be? When God thinks of you, does he think of your past or does he dream of your future? How you answer these questions will profoundly impact on how you see God and how you see God will profoundly impact on how you face God. Let me repeat that. How you answer these questions will profoundly impact how you see God and how you see God will profoundly impact on how you face God. If you think of God as a harsh judge, then you're going to face Him with hopelessness. If you think of God as a demanding taskmaster, you're going to face God in fear. But if you think God as a loving Father, then you have a choice. You either love him and return, or you run away from him. In a Gospel today, I want to reflect with you on how God sees us, on what the heart of the Father looks like. The story that we encounter in the Gospel We've all heard it before. It is called the parable of the prodigal son. But what is interesting to know is in the whole gospel, we just read it, we don't hear the word prodigal. So where did this word prodigal come from? And what does the word prodigal mean? We have a misconception of what a prodigal means. We think that it is somebody who is lost, rebellious, wayward. But if you go to the dictionary and look up the word prodigal, it means exceedingly generous, lavishly wasteful. So knowing this definition of the prodigal, who is the prodigal in the story? Is it the son? Well, the son was just an idiot. He just made stupid choices, bad ones. But he was a party animal, right? He spent all his money. He's no different to his father. You know, his father is prodigal. Actually, in the story, he is the one who's prodigal, because he, when the son returns, throws out this, this, um, this recklessly lavish party for his son. He's been generous with his re- resources. He's been lavishing his love on his undeserving son he says to his servants bring the best robe put sandals put a ring and all of this means something you know putting on the best robe means that the father wants to give back the identity to the son the son has lost his identity as the son of this uh, household so he wants to give that identity back puts on sandals because he wants to give him back his dignity during those times, only slaves were barefoot. You know, the, uh, the people from the rich class wore sandals. And finally, a ring. As you know, a ring was used to seal documents, right? So you have authority to seal things. So he, so the father is restoring all of this, identity, dignity, and authority to his son. So the prodigal in the story, according to the definition that we have understood, it is the father. So just like the father in the story who is prodigal, we have a prodigal heavenly father. A father who wants to give us identity, dignity, and authority. So we may find and think of millions of reasons why we should not come home. We know our stories, we know our past, we know our present, we know our weakness, we know our sins, our habits. We know the distant countries to which we um, stray into, a distant country is any place that we go in our mind and hearts, where we don't want God to be. We, we don't want God to see there, see that place. That is a distant country, and we all journey to it. Yet, God loves us. Does wandering to these distant places, does it matter to God, our wandering? Yes, it does. Because God hates sin. It separates us from God. But Jesus Christ has made a way to return to the Father. He has prepared a way to be forgiven, to be restored to God. We think that we have to change ourselves, you know, behave in a certain way, stop doing certain things, before we go back to church before we pray before we come clean you know we got to start acting holy before we you know come back home but that is not how it works the gospel is telling us just come back home the father is telling us just come back home and we will work on other things later We don't change so that we can earn something, but we change because out of gratitude, out of gratitude of what God has done, of what, what the Father is doing. And we see this truth. this is the truth, and, and, and we see it in the gospel. Um, and I want to bring, bring, bring you bring to your attention this uh, piece from the Gospel. Here's the Father. It says, while he was still a long way off, while the son was long way off, his father caught sight of him and was filled with compassion. He ran to his son, embraced him and kissed him. His son said to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I no longer deserve to be called your son. Do you see what just happened? The kiss from the father came before the confession. The father did not say, "Hey, you know, you go, you you know, the son was in dirty clothes in rags. The father did not say, "Hey, go clean up and then you come and then then we're going to, you know, I'm going to kiss you." The father did not say, "Hey, you live as a slave for a few few days. I will see how you do and then I'm going to restore your identity, your dignity, your authority." He did not do that. And we see this also in the, in the New Testament, in Romans. It says, um, "God, um, Christ died for us while we were sinners. He died on the cross for you and me, who are still sinners. This is how the gospel works. This is how the Father works. This is the heart of the Father. He does not forgive us after we confess. So therefore we change our lives, not to earn something, but because we have been forgiven already. Our Heavenly Father loves you, he delights in you. So going back to that question, what does God think of you? What is his opinion of you? How do you see him? If you see God as a loving Heavenly Father, then you have a decision to make. What do you do with a love like the Father? How do you respond to the prodigal love of God, that undeserved love, that outpouring, that forgiveness, that kiss that comes before the confession? Do you walk away and ignore it? It's too good to be true. It's not for me, it's for others. Or we have another choice. You can surrender to this love. You can give yourself in. You can allow God to love you. It is your choice. All you have to do is come to your senses and come back home. The Father loves you. In a few moments, we will encounter Christ in the Eucharist. Maybe we wanna share that position with him. We're not gonna come back to a God who's angry at us for what we have done, but we are gonna come to a God who wants to love us. And you will find him as you go back on that path, you know, running to you, embracing you and receiving you.